The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, which now has Rossi playing the part of uh, Brad Pitt's character from the Oceans movies, where he is just always eating something. Hey, if you compare me to Brad Pitt, it's a pretty good morning. Yeah, but not... That's a good call. Yeah, I don't... But not in a good way. Like, I know that sounds weird, but if there was a bad way to compare you to him, that would be how we're doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you ever been compared to Brad Pitt in any capacity, Tim? (laughs) I I still think the worst way, the worst way you could be compared to Brad Pitt is still, is still probably pretty good. There was that one time I married Angelina Jolie. Like, oh, (laughs) Jennifer Aniston's ex-boyfriend? Okay. Didn't they get married too? Yeah, they were super married. Oh, Oh, well, shows how much I know. Well, uh, we're talking about this because... Should we talk about that? We we can talk about that because we have no topic. You guys shot down my one topic for today. Well, it was a stupid I, I, topic. I've got I've got a topic that I want to discuss, and the other day, uh, so so Thim has decided that it's cool again to write handwritten letters with a quill and send them yes. in envelopes First of all, that, sealed with wax. That was when, never when did that not ever cool? not be cool. That was always cool. exactly. Okay. Okay, sorry. You've decided that you are now going to take up this practice. <laughs> so you, so Which you got I, yeah, my I do. I do actually respect. Yes, I got <laughs> your letter. Um, for the record, I th- actually it's it's around here somewhere. I I think. Did you was, acknowledge his letter? I haven't gotten a response. Uh, yeah, I told him I was crafting my response. Well, it, the mail takes a minute. Uh, so it, yeah, it's, it it comes and it, you know it's all written in cursive. There's a, a waxed uh, logo thing seal on the back. Um, he's got the paper you wrote on. I've got to criticize the giant Durham logo on the back is very tacky <laughs> for somebody that's trying to be classy and write with a quill. It's very, very, uh, very tacky. I want it to be note- noted that the letter, the envelope was addressed to James Hinchcliffe. Um, at the top of the letter where he writes my name and address, he calls me Jeremy Hinchcliffe. Yep. And then he starts the letter with, Jim. Yeah. So he, he refers to me by three different names. Uh-huh. Uh, and and then the letter, the entire letter consists of new pen, who dis, Tim Durham, <laughs> and then signs his address. And so it was about, uh, was this Valentine's? I oh, know it was the 19th, not the 14th. So yeah, so I got Tim's letter. So he's, he's now big into this, you know, writing letters thing, which, okay, I get, that's cool, whatever. But he revealed to us the other day that he is now Im- embroiled in a very intense match of chess yep. with a with a friend. Um, and they are playing by sending the moves over snail mail letters. So I imagine you're sending a letter that's like, 
like pawn to king. Yeah, I mean we're we're thing. also like we're we're talking about other stuff too. But yes, we are we are sending each other moves like that. So I you're think I think a game I of think chess. that is so awesome, <laughs> and I'm just jealous that I wasn't invited. <laughs> it worries me that Alex I, don't yeah. like it. That makes me less excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: neither of us are that good at chess, but at I'm least the you. game is taking a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like a really inefficient way, to, like a use of paper and postage. It seems like a very expensive way to play chess. Yeah, it is also expensive because I don't, it's, I'm, I'm out of stamps. I need to go get new stamps. By the way, James, you're not the only person stamps. I've sent a very stupid letter to. Alex, I sent you a letter. Yeah, you no, sent, no. You sent my wife a letter I did. in a different envelope to the same house. <laughs> yeah, did you, uh, so did you like, like what I said? Efficiency is not. Did you like what I said to Becky? Good. I forget what you said to Becky. What did you say to Becky? You said, you up. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say send pics. You know, like... Oh, that's good. I should have. <sighs> I'll send that to Kelly, Alex. Alex, I sent <laughs> okay. you a letter. Yes, I did get a letter. Um, it was addressed the same, you know, with the same tacky logo. Yep, um, yep. But the same very, very, very cool uh, seal, wax seal on the back. <laughs> Yeah, I got a cool. new wax seal, so I'll send you guys some new letters. My my letter was um, sup. Yep. <laughs> I will note you also Man, didn't respond. I, f- I feel I feel I got. Uh, I'm I'm I, I'm I have to lube up my quill before I can respond. <laughs> oh, I don't love that. I don't think that's how quills work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: I'm actually bringing my quill to St. Pete, Tim. All and right. I'm going to participate in the autograph session. With my quill. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> yes. I'm not using a Sharpie. I'm using a quill. Oh, that's... Uh, Even if you just, wow. like, taped a feather to the end of a Sharpie, I'd be happy with that. Because that's not... That's not at all fun or cool. It's less cool, but yeah. I'm definitely... I'm definitely going to try to spill your ink bottle. Oh, that'd be fine. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to have my, my setup. I've got my case that my quill, my feathers... And my ink and my uh, alternate tips come in. And I'm going to set that up next to my hero cards and my little station and just start uh, signing away. So It might, it might take me ever, a little longer. I don't know if you've ever been to an IndyCar autograph session, uh, Alex. The, the mm. tables that we get are about mm-hmm. uh, two, two feet by two feet. It's a very small little table, and mm-hmm. it's hard to have hero cards and a bottle of water on there. Mm-hmm. Where you think you're putting a quill case and all the paraphernalia required for what you're trying to do is is baffling to me. I'm not sure how you think the logistics of this are going to work. Oh, see, see, that's that's something for us drivers to worry about, James. Worry about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know well, who's not um, getting a letter. <laughs> Let me uh, let me just say that you you made a big mistake there, Alex. You made a real big mistake, pal, because you said drivers, and no other driver is going to have that problem. I promise you that. So that's a very singular issue. The plural on that sentence was completely erroneous. So we're just the fact that I'm not the rest of a that driver. Part. Yes, no, that was accurate. No, that was totally accurate. I can't I can't I can't criticize the other part of that. I mean, it's completely accurate. So it's fine. I'm going to pick on whatever I can find wrong with that sentence, which was oh, the, grammatic, the grammatic mistake. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Good times. 
Good times. I don't know how to respond yep. to that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the podcast is just now that like off track with Hinge because it's just it's just me off track. I I'm not on track. I mean, so you I'm just oh, James. no, that's not James, true. James, you're the exact same status as me. So yeah, uh, no, I'm at least a part time driver. <laughs> I'm at least partially employed. James, do you remember how the quill thing came up in the first place? I know we were all together. But I'm, I, I'm struggling. I, re- I remember. I remember you sent. <laughs> I remember it coming up in conversation, and then you sending a text message to the group chat with a screenshot of the quill set that you bought on the spot. Like and, I forgot that I ordered and, it, and I was opening a package at my house after our trip, and I was like, "Oh damn." <laughs> I totally forget how it started. I just remember that it escalated to the point where you bought a very elaborate quill set and mm. sent a picture to the group, and it was hilarious. Well, Alex, have you have you like practiced with it yet for the autograph session? No, you might. Do you even know how to write cursive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That that doesn't surprise me. You you might want to you might want to try it out a little bit on some hero cards. You I don't know. I might. That. That's true. Also, I don't think I don't think that kind of ink is gonna, yeah, gonna that was, that's, work very that's well on thing. a high gloss hero card. Um really that falls under the category of being unaffected. <laughs> no, that falls in the category of this is a this is a problem that driver has to worry about. <laughs> no, it sounds more like a problem that you, a fan has in, to worry about. You put in that is you more of a no, problem, yes. James. You put in a <laughs> you put in a request to the team That's more of a for fan problem. hero cards on parchment. <laughs> he didn't get that, Tim. That was really funny. I missed it. What'd you say? Said Tim it. said, "Oh no, that that's more of a fan problem. You can relate, James. You think I'm a fan of yours? No, just a fan of racing. Because, you know, are you saying you're not a fan of racing? I I, I was saying okay. you're a fan, not a participant. Yeah, yeah, but are you saying that he's not a fan? So, anyways, uh... <laughs> no, I'm getting the point. I'm getting the point. <laughs> this is. This I was is trying fun. to counter the point." All right, so moving on, well, we, I, we all know I that had one James more thing. is in a weird spot. Okay. I, I, I sent one other letter to, uh, to Marco, and I think it may have been my favorite one yet. I, I just hand-wrote the entirety of the lyrics of The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Tell me that you actually hand-wrote the lyrics to a seven-minute song. I did, and I, it had to go onto the back page of the paper, but... I, uh, yeah, I sent that to Marco. Oh, you mean where that giant gaudy logo is? I can even read. <laughs> I don't know lyrics. if I put the logo on his or not. I think I probably did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it bigger and send you another one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a blank sheet of paper that's just entirely taken up by the logo. I went and got like... It's a complete, it's a complete roll. It <laughs> yeah. comes in a tube. I'm going to say you have to put four pieces together. I, I, there is something that I wanted to bring up uh, on today's episode. I was telling Alex before we started recording when we were trying to figure out what we were talking about today that I often think of things like, oh, that'd be great to talk about on the podcast, and then I like completely forget them. So I'm I'm going to start a new uh, a new like note on my phone that's funny things to talk about on the podcast. But this is actually kind of cool. So the other day, I was out to dinner with Connor Daly, and I forgot my wallet. That's not the funny part of the story. But Connor did buy dinner. So, so you write, nice. you Ryan Hunter rate it with whose credit card? I totally Ryan Hunter rate it. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> did he, I imagine did he have his mom's credit card. I think he had like the ECR company card. All oh, right, yeah. It was a write-off. You know, it was a business. It was a business dinner. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, But we're sitting at dinner and I catch a glimpse of like an old school uh, IndyCar hat um, like with like the old logo. And I was like, oh man, that, that's, that's old school. That guy's diehard. And then I like, look at the guy. I'm like, that's, that's John Green, that John Green's there. And so he's out at dinner and he's wearing an IndyCar hat. And he was standing at the bar, uh, with his, with his wife, uh, and some friends. And so we kind of waved and called him over and we were catching up because I don't know if either of you listen to John's podcast. I listen to it religiously. I, I love, love that. I and, love it. Uh, yeah. It's such a, it's such a good podcast. Uh, An- Anthropocene reviewed. reviewed. If you have not, yeah, if you've not heard it, uh, download it wherever you download podcasts and subscribe and all those good things. Um, I said the one thing I don't like about it is that it's only monthly, and so I have to wait a month uh, to get the next one. Yeah, I don't think but we can criticize people that, on that. <clears throat> well, I mean, once we're up and running, we do it every two weeks, <laughs> usually. But we do take the odd hiatus. Yeah. But he said that he uh, subscribes and listens to Off Track uh, and is a regular listener. So, hello, John. Good to, good to talk to you. Sorry, we're um, not better, John. But, but oh, yeah, big, big <laughs> apology, especially on this one. This is terrible. Uh, but I'll send him an apology letter. That, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, John, I won't let that happen. Don't worry. Um, but, no, he said that when he came on the show – which was one of our best episodes, I think. Yeah, it was I fun. mean, it was. It ended up being a two-parter because it yeah, was, it was just when so we much... used to, you know, have structure and actual. I had a topic. I'm and, sorry, uh, it was a wasn't real producer good enough for you Alex. and guests. Okay. Uh, yeah, but no. So he came on our show. It's one of my. Well, I think it's probably my favorite one we've done. And uh, he said that that was the most fun uh, recording he's ever done for like a podcast or whatever. And he's been on a bunch because he's kind of a big deal. But he enjoyed our podcast experience the most. Well, we should bring him back. Well, that's that's kind of cool. We should bring him back and see how far we've regressed. <laughs> Show him how far we've regressed. <laughs> we absolutely should do that. We absolutely should do oh, that. Oh, good. During my, I was oh, not my dogs this time. Not parents. my dogs. Yes. You're welcome. Somebody, somebody tweeted me or uh, texted me, I forget, that... Uh, they're, one of the dogs in the last episode actually like scared them and made them think that somebody was at their house or like woke them up from a nap or something because they fell asleep listening to the show. That probably makes more sense. That sounds that sounds right. I think they uh, specifically um, blamed Alex's ASMR speaking cadence for why they fell asleep. <laughs> it was uh, Steve Wittich. <laughs> okay, I can yeah, I can right. not do this anymore. That's fine. <laughs> No, don't make me hang out with them by myself. Okay. So, all right, guys. Um, that's a cool, cool, cool story about dinner. That's nice. Um, I want to talk about <clears throat> how Formula One is going to handle Australia next weekend. How are they going to handle Australia next weekend? Considering uh, Ferrari can't get there. So, like, is that still a thing? Like, they legit can't leave the country? S- still a super thing. They can leave the country. They just can't go into Australia. Weird. Yeah, and then they announced that Bahrain is going to be run without fans. So, I mean, what is our opinion on this whole thing? Like, I, I mean, you know that mosquitoes still kill more people on a daily basis than this virus. It's look. This is a very, uh, this is a very polarizing topic because I think the opinions are like very extreme. Uh, you know, between certain people, and I've talk to people that I respect a lot uh, that are on literally complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And so I honestly don't know what to believe. You know, I mean, 
It's obviously crazy to see how fast it spread and this, that, and the other, but I also have no idea how fast the common cold spreads. Yeah, I, I am not educated enough on this topic to really have, you know, uh, a good argument one way or the other. Yeah, but that should never stop you from having an opinion. So let's just come out swinging. Alex, you're you're our local germaphobe. Are you doing anything different or are you, what are you, Absolutely how are not. you dealing with it? No, no, I just, it's, it's one of those things where I just find it fascinating to see how it kind of snowballs and whether it's it's real or it's not or the severity is is what it is being kind of broadcast as or is is not is really not the point i think what's what's crazy and and super interesting is that in 2020 just the power that kind of social media and the general media has on changing an entire society's outlook on a particular topic i think that's the the big thing that's unbelievable the effect on the economy is like unbelievable. Like what's, what's happened in such a short period of time because it's something that we don't really know how serious it is. You know, everybody's taking a ton of precautions, but like, is everybody overreacting? We just, I don't think we actually know the answer to that. And is that because we don't have enough information or because people have been spreading too much information that might not, might or might not be accurate? I would, like, I would is, imagine on my very limited educational background, it's the latter. Like, there's just too much information and varying opinions, right? Right. Like, um, yeah, imagine social media didn't exist and the internet didn't exist. Just, Would just got the just plague, LOL. Wipe out the population. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or would it just be like another cold kind of flu sort of thing that people never really knew was right. a thing? I mean, we still knew when, when, like, people still knew what the Spanish flu was without Twitter. I mean, that was like a, a human cold. There was a really interesting article on racer.com by Chris Medland about the kind of Formula One situation because take, I mean, take the fact that there's a team that can't like leave its country or if it does, it has to be quarantined for two weeks. Let's just ignore that one. One of the things that was, was being discussed was just the logistics of getting to the first, you know, what is it, Alex, four or five races that are flyaway before they start yep. the European season. And though they weren't, go I mean, they obviously canceled the, the Chinese Grand Prix, but they, you know, going to Australia, they're going to Bahrain. Um, what, what are the other, some of the other early ones? Um, I forget now. Uh, I used to care. They don't do Malaysia anymore. Yeah, right. Anyway, all kind of out that side of the world. They, they weren't going to any of the. Uh, they weren't going to any of the like the hot spot areas, but they from England where most of the teams are based. They have to uh, connect through like Dubai or you know other places that have these quarantine uh, these like kind of two week quarantine periods, and so basically he was saying that they would have to leave Europe two weeks early and just not go back for six weeks well, while the, the what's also, highway races were being... What's planned. also a crazy take on it is that Formula One could, by itself, be like the number one spreader of the virus on the continent. For sure. Like, that's like a, a group of people traveling to more places in a yes. set period of time than probably anyone else. Huh. Who would have thought? I mean, two Formula E races have already been canceled. There was, I think, a MotoGP yep. race was canceled. In Qatar. So it's, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, could you imagine the Indy 500 being run with Could no you fans? imagine, like, Long Beach being canceled? I mean, I've it's crossed my mind. Because, you know, you read stuff about what's happening. Like, California's in, in a state of like emergency. Some, and 
Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the LA it's Marathon crazy. is today, so we're not in that much of a state of emergency. That's good to know, actually. That I wonder if because a lot of IndyCar races, they don't have. There's not a lot of international travel involved compared to like an F1 race or like South by Southwest, which was canceled. You know, that it's maybe people are less concerned. I don't know. The South by Southwest thing is interesting because you got to imagine there's a lot of international. Well, I guess it's not the Boston Marathon, but you'd think there's a lot of international attendees to any sort for of sure. marathon well, of that caliber. And if you're going to, if if you're going there, you're also going in for like you're going into screenings. You're going to be kind of confined inside places with other people. Like if you're going to a race, I feel like you're you're outside. There's a little more social distancing. I, I don't know. I, I get why they canceled that and maybe aren't canceling races. But but yet they're canceling Formula One races. So do you think that's just a, the scale of the amount of people that are showing up or the geographic location? Or do you think it's <clears throat> probably well, a little bit they, of both. The only race they canceled was in China. That's true. I'm sorry. Yes. I guess I'm just more talking about the Bahrain being right. behind closed doors. Which I wonder, I mean, has that ever happened before? I mean, I can't imagine it has. No, no, oh. I don't know. And he, and, and here's a, here's a question: as a promoter, so say you're the country of Bahrain, right? And you're having to spend twenty to thirty million dollars to get Formula One to have a race there. Mm-hmm. Are you? At what point do you decide that it's better to have it behind closed doors than to just cancel it altogether? Because don't you I think mean, it'll make you, people you, more you, angry? you got to know that that contract would have some massive penalty if you cancel it within X number of months, you know. So it's probably cheaper to just run it with no fans than it is to back out of the contract. You know what I mean? Right. I, yeah, I suppose. And I guess because the, the F1's calendar is so long and so diverse, rescheduling is not really an option. For sure. Huh. For sure. That's yeah, crazy. But I mean, they did. They did say that Ross Braun came out and did say that if every team cannot participate, they will not consider it a chance. They either won't race or they'll race but won't consider it a part of the championship. So if if the Ferrari team is quite literally stuck in Italy, there's no there's no races that count for <laughs> you know until they figure it out. It's such a weird situation, man. Oh, at man, least at least at least money. they don't spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. This is going to be the most boring sequel to Ford versus Ferrari in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How was uh, how was Sebring? Huh? (laughs) Alex, you were testing down in Sebring last week. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I thought you were talking about like the twelve hour. Um, It was it was good, James. it, it's weird. You know how Sebring is. For those that are listening that don't know how Sebring is, it's... Um, if you're still listening to this episode, yes. we applaud you. And here Unbelievable. You Here's some actual racing information now. Uh, so Sebring is kind of the, the track that we go to um, to simulate street course testing as much as possible. But the thing is, it's used so much now. It's pretty much just like a, a high grip road course in a, in a lot of ways. Um, so we were okay. We weren't great we weren't bad and i don't really know how to read into that it's kind of weird yeah. you know you leave the austin test and you're like okay you know we're we're there or thereabouts but you know we need to work on x issues before we come back for the race weekend you leave sebring and you're like 
we're either really strong or we're really nowhere. So, um, or, or we're really somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you literally have no idea. So yeah. it was, it was okay. You know, I was time in a car. I drove around and didn't hit anything. Um, that's good. That's positive. Good yeah. It's better than the other time I went to Sebring in the prototype. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Which segues nicely to my next question. Are you looking forward to the Sebring 12 hour back in the prototype? I love the 12 hour. Yes. Um, so super you, excited about that. You like it better than Daytona? I like it much more than Daytona. Yeah. I mean, Daytona is obviously uh, more of a legacy race. And if you have it on your resume is, is winning it, it's, it's probably better. Um, but Sebring, just the whole vibe of it's really, really quite spectacular. And um, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a similar atmosphere feeling to to maybe qualifying weekend on the 500 nowhere near race day but but definitely qualifying weekend and um there's just there's just a lot to take in and the track's great and uh yeah i it's 12 hours not 24 hours um, so that's <laughs> that's a bonus for everyone um so yeah we'll see how it goes i uh i will be attending in my not driving role smart ass my fanboy role, uh, working with NBC. So I will be bugging you for insider information on that one as well. <laughs> okay, well, you know how to find me. I actually don't. Okay, well, let's, let's keep it that way. <laughs> if, oh, if, no, uh, that's right. I put that GPS tracker on your watch. Yeah, yeah, I know, I got you. If, if I wanted to watch uh, the Sebring 12 Hours on TV, which I want to be just clear from the top, I don't want to do. I'm not going to watch it. But if hypothetically I wanted to, how would I watch that, Alex? Uh, uh, or James, since you have your fourteen <laughs> for NBC. <laughs> I guess it's NBC. Uh, the, the, the Sebring 12 Hours will be on NBC Sports. Okay. Uh, let me just Google this, make sure I'm getting it right. <laughs> yes, I'm leaving, you know what? I'm leaving this in. I want to show <laughs> them what it's like to work with you two. <laughs> I couldn't tell yet. <laughs> I'm Googling as much as I can, and I have no idea. It starts, it starts on CNBC and then continues to NBC Sports app and NBC Sports Network. I'm sure one uh, of yes. you will tweet it. Uh, yes, Tim, the, uh, the race will be on TV. Uh, it'll be on NBC, uh, it'll be on the NBCSN, NBC Sports app. Uh, so the, not the whole race is going to be on TV. You can follow the whole thing uh, online, though. So, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can watch it and you should, I think you should, you, I think, especially knowing that one of your friends, I, is you know, you know, I'm going to leave friends is working it. You should probably be watching it. You know, I'm going to leave that in, right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let you do the whole, like, say it, like you didn't just have to Google it. I'm going to leave all of that in. You know, it's, it's more embarrassing <laughs> for the guy that's being employed that he doesn't know when it's on. I mean, well, I'm I not saw, going to that race. I knew it was on NBC Sports Network. I just wasn't sure if it was anything on actual <laughs> network. And then if it was, I, know, I, I knew how, I knew, sure. I know who I'm working for. I just didn't sure. know how they were breaking sure. it down. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we put this out on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I guess good luck with the season, uh, Alex and partially james <laughs> oh, sorry am i getting partially good luck or am i getting good luck, getting for good the luck for the season i mean read it however you want 
Mm. I'll send you a letter to clarify. Please send me a letter to clarify. Hey Tim, I, Tim, I'm gonna bankrupt you. I'm gonna I'm gonna request so many letters. I'm gonna bankrupt you from envelope and stuff. That'll be that'll be about awesome. two more letters, James. <laughs> yeah, I got it at a dollar fifty left. So, um, can we talk about Tim for a second, James? Uh, Do we have to. He sounds a little tired or hungover, doesn't he? Uh, tired, not hungover. Mm. That's that's how he always sounds, Alex. That's that's true. Uh, are you, <laughs> you guys are you, decided to record this at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, and it's the Sunday after daylight savings time adjusted, so it's 7:30 a.m. on a Sunday. So, thank you for that. I mean, we're normally up early on Sundays, so I mean, yep. I get it. Not me this year. Thanks. Shut up. But yeah, James, you work... take naps on race days. I 100% take naps on race days. <laughs> Tim, you take nap on every day. I do. And like it's you, great. you literally nap all the time, and it's great. Well, uh, so what happens I when you're unemployed? Finding, uh, I'll be finding somewhere to watch the race in Indy. So sorry, I won't be down there with you guys. But uh, but yeah, good luck. Where are you gonna watch it? I don't know. Probably go to like Big Woods or something. You're gonna be in Indianapolis while we're in St. Pete. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Oh, you, you said I'll be watching the race in Indy. I'm like, that's not till May, bro. Relax. But no, I see I'll, be, I'll be I'll be in Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that we're getting out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> to the sunny shores of St. Pete, where we will kick off the NTT IndyCar season and the Napa Auto Parts Auto Nation number 27 Honda for Andretti Autosport will be going for the win. Uh, James, it's the Auto Nation Napa Andretti Honda. This weekend, so get it right. Look, I've only been with the team for like a week. I haven't memorized all of your 14 different car names, you know. I mean... No, no. No, no. I have two car names. Marco has 14. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I meant over the over the, the, the whole team, you know, between all, all of you guys. Well, well, James, it was 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know mine. Don't worry. The 14th one I got. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, well, this I'll get I'll get one horrible. of those seats eventually. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. True. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.